I, excuse me, sorry, sorry. Did you say San Diego? I think you mean Slam Diego. The Browns have won a playoff game. This is not a drill. This is not a joke. The Milwaukee Bucks should have been wearing them Creed City jerseys. That's why they lost. Hello, everybody. Welcome to another episode of the Expansion Buddies podcast. I am your co-host, Justin Wright, and I'm joined today by my ever-present co-host, Jared Miller. How are you doing today, Jared? I'm doing pretty good, Justin. Not as good as you're doing, I'm sure, but I'm doing all right. Oh, we will we will talk about that. Don't you worry. But today we are also joined by not one, but two other guests. These uh, two are our good friends, our one and only Joe Jensen, homegrown scientist. How are you doing today, Joe? Doing pretty good, Justin. Good to hear. Good to hear. And then we are also joined by my brother, Zach Wright. How are you doing today, Zach? great it's a pleasure to be on again gentlemen zach's probably not doing as good as justin but the brothers have made amends over the nfc championship and all is well in the right household i don't know how my parents are doing but everything's okay (laughs) i feel like with that justin you should just uh rant and rave about a certain team being in the super bowl i am very happy I have all the things that I could say, but I feel like I should say this first. I apologize to Green Bay fans for for maybe um, the feelings that you're feeling about potentially being cheated because of the refs. Um, I'm sorry. I think that the the way they called that game, yes, was somewhat poor in cases. And a lot of people I have seen online saying that Tom Brady, especially. It's not just Tampa, it's Tom Brady mostly. Got lucky and are lucky to be in the Super Bowl. I can understand your sentiments. I do not agree with that last part um, because I feel that takes quite a bit away from what the team accomplished this year. And I would also like to point out for those that are blaming the refs, yes, it was a bad call, but also when you pick off a team or a quarterback three times and only manage to convert one of those times into points, you may have to look at yourselves a little bit. Also, when you need a touchdown, regardless, and you go for a field goal, there may be some issues in coaching there. But I digress. Yeah, that was that was pretty questionable. Let's ask the resident Packers fan. Uh, that's one reason we had Zach on tonight. Not the main reason, but it was uh, interesting it worked out that way. Zach, how are you handling the loss? Well, Jared, it really is tough. Um, but I'm doing a lot better than I was last year after the tough loss against San Francisco. Um, True. I can, I can respect Tom Brady led Tampa Bay Buccaneers a lot more than I do the 49ers last year. Um, and honestly, Justin is right. It, what it came down to is we did not perform in the moments we needed to. Our defense, which has frankly been quite shaky for the past however many years, we don't really want to go into how long, uh, (laughs) was able to frankly just get lucky and get those many, that many interceptions. And then our offense, which is supposed to be our bread and butter, wasn't able to do anything. It's honestly just kind of pitiful. In, in the second half, I think Aaron Rodgers definitely had some sort of pep talk 
during halftime because they came out firing well after after a little bit i should say there there was a brief interlude of oopsie before they started firing but they did start firing quite a bit on all cylinders and i when those picks started coming in i genuinely thought i'm like this is it this is how we choke it up this is how we lose it out I didn't turn off the game or anything because I was going to finish that thing through. I am a fan, man. We watched that crap. Through and through. Yeah, it was a really good game. Uh, what Zach said about it not being as bad as last year's NFC Championship, I agree. That's how I tried to console you after the game and tell you that at least you didn't get blown out this time. No. And I don't know if there's a silver lining to be found in that at all. Um, and then the other game – I wasn't done. Oh, oh I had things to say. Okay, sorry, sorry. Go on, go on. It was a great game. Uh, I had a blast watching it. It was definitely worthy of a championship game, in my opinion. Um, I gotta say, I I am very proud of how the team performed. The defense performed spectacularly, especially when we had um, Whitehead go out uh, due to injury. But our third down plays are some of the best football I think we've played this season it kind of sucks that we had to like convert like every single play on third down or we got to the point where everything had to be a third down conversion I should say but by god did we make it work um but anyway I will let you move on Jared because I know I know you want to get to the next game we will rant about your bucks in the actual Super Bowl in a second but one reason I want to get on to the next game, uh, for those of you who don't know, my roommate Joe, we've all just kind of decided he's a Bills fan. He never had a say in it, really. He had Josh Allen on his fantasy team this year, so we just kind of, you know, linked that up and made him a Bills fan. Uh, unfortunately for Joe and the Bills, they lost pretty handedly to the Chiefs. Joe, were you surprised that your team lost? Uh, well, my, I guess, surrogate team, as you guys are kind of claiming it to be, I don't, I thought it was going to be a close game. I didn't see too much of it. So I'm a, I'm, I guess I'm a pretty piss poor fan in that regard, but the bills did what many teams have done to the chiefs in the playoffs. They jumped out to an early lead and then the chiefs just stormed back in a major way. So we've got the Chiefs back in the Super Bowl. They looked pretty unbeatable against Buffalo. Justin, I'm sure you tend to maybe disagree about that unbeatable comment because that, of course, will be the task that your Buccaneers have. But, hey, it's going to be in your own stadium. So that's pretty cool. True. Um, One thing that I think the Bills did wrong is they should have been a bit more bald. I think had they been more bald, and especially against the Chiefs, I don't think it's safe to go for field goals, which they did quite a bit of. I think they should have been going to convert fourth downs, um, going for touchdowns in those scenarios rather than settling for the points. Um, and that's one thing that Bruce Arians, he is a very much risk it for the biscuit coach. I mean, that's kind of his his thing. So I hope we don't fall into that similar situation. I, I am, you know, I am I am worried though. The we we played the Chiefs earlier this year. We lost to them. It was only by a score, but that's still a loss. Uh, the Chiefs are are a good team. You know they've got Patrick Mahomes, who, as I've said before, I don't feel the need to talk about because every commenter is busy stroking. I was gonna say Patrick Mahomes' ego, but I don't think he's very egotistical. But 
So every commenter is just already talking Patrick Mahomes up a storm, but you know, they got Tyreek Hill. They've got uh, Travis Kelsey, Le'Veon Bell. They, they have got such a potent offense. So I think our, our defense is going to have to play better than they have ever played. We've got the great run defense. Um, but I don't feel like Kansas city necessarily has to rely on a run game because I think where we've kind of succeeded is stop the run game and force quarterbacks to beat us with their arm. That's something that we don't necessarily, I think, want to do against Patrick Mahomes. True. Yeah, that could have come back to bite you. But, you know, with the pressures that we were able to get on Aaron Rodgers, if we can keep that kind of stuff up, pressuring him, you know, getting some key sacks and, and maybe forcing some turnovers. I think that's what we've got to do to win. I think our defense has to step up and and force those hurries, those rushes, sacks, and get turnovers. You know, the things that defenses, I think, are, you know, they're designed to do, but not all of them can execute on. If I guess what I'm saying is if we can beat Kansas City's O-line, we, we have – that is our best chance at winning. Absolutely. I agree 100%. You need to get pressure on Mahomes. You're going to need to, like you said, I think you put it really well, you're going to have to play one of your best defensive games ever. So yeah, um, let's not focus too much on the Super Bowl. We've got a whole nother week before the big game. I think we're really going to dive into it next week. Uh, before we move on to the real reason we have Joe and Zach here, I do feel like there's a couple things I need to say about my team really quick even though the Seahawks obviously are still not playing. Um, we did hire a new offensive coordinator. That would be former Rams passing game coordinator Shane Waldron. Uh, I really like the hire. I'm not going to dive into why right now. And then the other thing on not such a good note, I feel like I need to talk about is what happened earlier this week with former Seahawks player Chad Wheeler and the domestic abuse case that he is in the middle of. Um, We don't know all the details yet. It's still an open investigation. But the Seahawks released him pretty quickly after it came out. And all I would say to that is, is I really hope that the NFL and the Seahawks as an organization handles this correctly. We've seen instances in the past where the league does not handle these sort of things correctly or punishments in general correctly. And for me, it goes beyond punishment. I hope the Seahawks do more than obviously just cut this guy from the team. I hope they do more than just make a statement. I hope they make a concerted effort to raise awareness about domestic violence within the team, within the community, and really use the unfortunate position they find themselves in to make a positive impact out of it, I guess. That's all I'll say about that. I guess let's move on to the real reason we have Joe and Zach on. Um, I live with both of them. They are both the absolute chefs of our house. Uh, I cannot cook to save my life. I burn water. It's true. I've seen it. Yeah, well... We'll talk about that later because I'd like to know where you saw it. But uh, Joe and Zach are the food connoisseurs of our house, and they are joining us because we wanted to do a little thing. Now that we know the two cities and the two teams that are going to be in the Super Bowl, they have prepared uh, recipes for snacks and 
is it just snacks or is it whole? We got main courses. Main for courses you uh, for Super Bowl party themed off of the two cities that are in it. So, without further ado, if one of you fine gentlemen would like to tell us what would be a good thing to have at a Super Bowl party this year. So I guess to start us off, uh, uh, start us off with some appetizers. You know, when you might be in the pregame or just starting out the game. You know, you want to break out the entrees around halftime. Zach, sorry to cut you off, but it's going to be more than pregame for your brother. I have a feeling that someone's going to be watching (laughs) coverage all day until kickoff. Well, pregame starts on Saturday. (laughs) Well, to fill fill Justin's need until we get to the main course, for his appetizer for Tampa Bay, we got the Juicy Lacy Sliders. You heard me right, the Juicy Lacy. Normally you hear it as the Juicy Lucy, but the Juicy Lacy is specifically Tampa Bay's take on the Juicy Lucy. Oh, it's not just you referencing Eddie Lacy, your former Packers running back? No. This Off is, feast mode. <laughs> this is, in fact, a real food found in Tampa Bay. Okay. Uh, so, it is notable that for having the cheese in the middle of the patty. That's why it's called the Juicy Lacy. Makes it nice and juicy in the middle. So, to prepare a Juicy Lacy, to prepare it for however many people you can have over, whatever your state recommended limit is for COVID guidelines. Uh, We're going with a pound of burger and you wanna mix that with two teaspoons of salt, a teaspoon of pepper, a teaspoon of paprika, a teaspoon of garlic powder, and a teaspoon of onion powder. You're gonna form those into small patty sliders, stick about three quarters of the amount of cheese you normally put on top of your sliders into the middle of the raw patty instead. And then you just sear that puppy on a flat top or a pan and serve it on whatever your preferred bun is. The specific thing that kind of puts the Juicy Lacy apart from the Juicy Lucy is they actually top it with stuff. The Juicy Lucy in the Midwest is just meat and cheese and sometimes you see bacon you know midwest fare or like we call it the jared special (laughs) yeah all right but the juicy lacy has the option you can top it with lettuce tomato onion the works i did not realize i'm getting called out on my own show tonight oh would have never had you on if i'd known this just kidding go on zach and yeah that's that's pretty much it for the juicy lacy you'll get a nice, nice juicy little slider for you. The cheese in the middle really, it doesn't seem like it'll do a lot, but it really does. Um, they're delicious and I highly recommend them. And that's your Tampa Bay appetizer. Joe, do you want to take us over to the Kansas City appetizer? I'd be happy to. We've got a cozy little appetizer here for you. It's called the Cheese Slipper. And no, you're not stuffing cheese inside your slippers. Because you know Andy <laughs> Reid would if he could. <laughs> Definitely. You, you need those mid-game snacks. I, I will say, uh, I'm going to interject here. If if Kansas City's entree isn't just a cheeseburger for Andy Reid, I don't know what y'all are doing. For our cheese slipper, what you're going to do is you're going to find your favorite style of a European bread dough recipe. Then you're going to take about 
four ounces of cheese curds, and when that bread dough has proofed, you're going to start stuffing those cheese curds in there. Uh, then you're going to add shredded cheese and mix it in there as well. Then you form this into a nice loaf and you bake it. Then when you got about five minutes left, if you're feeling really adventurous, you can go and take um, a fried egg and throw it on top right as that their bread is finishing up. And then you pull it out of the oven, slice it up, and voila, you have yourself a cheese slipper. Okay, I love the name. I love that it's called a cheese slipper. This is actually something Kansas City is known for. Yes, mm -hmm. there's a little bakery uh, called Fervors in Kansas City where they have cheese slipper Saturdays where people line up out the door where they make a bunch of different combinations of cheese and toppings. I've seen peaches and like cream cheese on top and I've seen the fried egg and then you can also top it with bacon. There's a there's no limit to what you can top it with if you get adventurous with your shredded cheese or cheese curds. Any good connoisseur knows you can mix cheeses with any type of flavor you want uh, and you can get really wild with some of them. You got the Packers fan talking about cheese. I love it. Uh, Justin, this is making me hungry and I just ate dinner. I'm, I'm still trying to get over the name of the cheese slipper, but it sounds it sounds good. I'd eat it. Actually, so Joe and Zach, I got to ask, um, I don't know if I'll be able to make it over there for the Super Bowl, but should I make it over? Are, are, are these the foods that you will be making for your Super Bowl? We'll sure try. Yeah, that, that was kind of the I, intent of the menu was things that we can make here in the middle of winter. I feel like you talking about these things means you have to make them. Because these cheese slippers sound amazing. It sounds like I can only eat one before I go into cardiac arrest, but they sound amazing. I feel like you just brought us on the show, so we'd have to promise you making these foods. Maybe. Maybe. <laughs> you, uh, also, for our listeners out there, Joe and Zach were excited to do this. They have been prepping for two days about what they were going to talk about, finding fun little facts about these foods. Uh, like Zach just gave us with the little bakery in Kansas City. Uh, so they were super excited to be here. Don't let them make you believe that we just roped them into this. Um, we actually gave them the uh, company credit card, and Zach flew to Kansas City. <laughs> he found this bakery on his own. He tried out a cheese slipper for himself. I wish that were true. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so now the appetizers are out of the way. It's getting close to the big game. It's time the to finish up. The main course. The main course, yes. What, uh, what will Tampa Bay offer us as a main course? For Tampa Bay, we had to go with the classic tried and true Cubano. And yeah, woo! <laughs> I knew it. I knew you would just be ecstatic about the Cubano. It's a staple of Tampa Bay food, and the name, unsurprisingly, that comes from the, all the Cuban migrant workers who worked in Tampa Bay, and it kind of brings in a little bit of that uh, Creole inspiration with uh, being on French bread, but it's 
pretty simple and it is probably one of the most delicious sandwiches you can ever have. So you take a French bread or French baguette, depending on how wide you want your sandwich, how hungry you're actually feeling. Um, I recommend just doing a, a little bit bigger of a baguette, not the super long skinny ones like you see in all the movies sticking out of brown paper bags. Um, and then you'll take some roasted pork. I recommend pork loin, uh, about sliced a half an inch thick. This is going to be something that's already cooked, of course. Um, and then you'll take some ham, about three quarter of an inch sliced, a little bit thicker than your loin. Um, please, please don't use just like lunch meat that's like slimy out of the bag. That'll make me cry, even though I don't know who you are. Although, Zach does have a spider sense for this sort of thing. If you can't get like, spiral cut ham get one of like the cheaper john morrell hams and just use that but just please don't use lunch meat ham um yeah that's kind of a crime and for every good sandwich you need some cheese swiss cheese is the cheese that usually goes on a cubano but in honor of tom brady it is acceptable to use goat cheese here. True. Oh, nice. True. I, I will also say, um, if you're a real OG, you'll make your own Cuban bread for it. It's not you that difficult. You can do that. Um, and then I know the parts that Justin doesn't really care for, um, even though I know he loves a good Cubano, is the pickle which is just going to be a longboard cut dill pickle and then some nice gray poupon mustard. You want you don't want yellow mustard. You want best thing Tampa Bay has ever put out in my opinion. Yikes. You know, that's oh. first off. First off, Justin, don't you let them make fun of you for that pickle thing. I don't like them either. Every time I go to Jimmy yeah. John's, I get the Jimmy Cubano and I hold the pickles. So don't let them make fun of you for that. Also, to say that that's the best thing Tampa Bay's ever put out, that's a pretty uh, bold statement for this year where I just thought of it earlier this week that Tampa Bay has now had three teams reach their respective championships this season. Remember the Rays went to the World Series and the Lightning won the Stanley Cup. And we kind of joked about it back then. Would that open the door for your Buccaneers to go to the Super Bowl? And by God, it did. So I think Tampa Title Bay, Town Tampa, man. Yeah, there might be out, a real thing. They're putting out just just plenty of stuff besides those Cubanos, Zach. But uh, no, Cubanos are good. I uh, I agree. And now let's take it over to Joe with the Kansas City main course. Well. Uh, for the Kansas City main course, Zach and I, we immediately jumped to the same thing. Kansas City barbecue. You know, when your barbecue's named after, after you, you have to go with the barbecue. And for that, we jumped right to our favorite type of Kansas City barbecue, and that's brisket. Now, the one problem with smoking and barbecuing brisket here in Montana, it's a little cold. So... Uh, unless you're in for a way too long of a cold smoke, or um, we have a couple options to try and get you that uh, barbecue brisket that you're probably craving this time of year. 
So first off, what you got to do is you got to pick out your brisket and you need to prep your rub. Uh, now a standard rub um, is a mix of salt, pepper, paprika, ground mustard, brown sugar, and basil. So you mix that together and then you liberal, liberally uh, rub it all over the meat. And then you throw that in the fridge and let it sit overnight. It really seasons the meat and gives it all the flavor that you want. Um, uh, the good thing to note, uh, if you use a kosher salt, you'll get a lot crispier of a bark for your finished product. You always gotta use a kosher salt when you're cooking. That's just my two cents. Iodized is fine when you're baking, but kosher salt when you're cooking. If you're in a place where you can smoke your meat, we recommend the three, two, one method, where you give it three hours of smoke, then you wrap it uh, and let it smoke for another two hours wrapped in parchment paper or aluminum foil. And after that two hours, you, pour, um, you pull it out, crank up the heat and crisp up the outer ed edges. This three, two, one method for in those first three hours gives you a nice thick smoke ring. And then you seal in all that moisture when you wrap it for those two hours. And then everyone is always gonna be fighting over your edge pieces when you crank up the heat and just give it some fire for that last hour. That's how you get those nice burnt ends that Kansas City is so well known for. Very true, very true. Now, the question is, how do we emulate this at home here in Montana where we can't smoke stuff right now? Uh, the first option is you do your rub and then you do a reverse sear on it. Um, this'll get you, uh, it will crisp up your edges. It'll keep it nice and moist, but you'll lose out on some of that smoky flavor. So you need to make sure to add liquid smoke while you're doing this. The other option is you can attempt to uh, use your oven to smoke, um, to do the smoking as well. So for this, you're gonna take your wood chips, throw them um, underneath your meat on your bottom rack, and you're gonna tent it with aluminum foil. The risk here is if stuff gets too hot, you might have fire extinguishers going off. Yeah, you don't wanna do that. Um... I can elaborate a little bit on that oven smoking method if you want. <laughs> no. Go for it, Zach. It was kind of your clever idea. Well, I've seen it on the internet a lot. Um, to properly oven smoke, so you got to make sure that you soak your wood chips first. That's going to be very crucial uh, so you just don't immediately start a fire in your oven. So you soak those wood chips, and then you put them in the bottom of your roasting pan, and you keep about a quarter cup of that water that you use to soak the wood chips. Um, you reserve it and you pour it in with your wood chips. So they're gonna, they're not gonna be swimming in it, but it, there's gonna be a little bit of water in the bottom of your roasting pan with those wood chips. And then you put a roasting rack on top of that. So it's gonna be in the same roasting pan and you place your brisket on the roasting rack in the roasting pan and then you tent over the whole thing and that'll give you a smoky flavor unfortunately you're not going to get that nice smoke ring um and it's not going to be nearly as good unfortunately as that full-on 
barbecue experience, but it's the next best option if you are able to do that. Of course, you got to go out, get wood chips. Not everybody's going to be willing to do that. So what I'm hearing is Super Bowl day is going to be a delicious affair at this house. <laughs> we haven't even talked about barbecue sauce yet. Oh Yeah, any good barbecue has got to have barbecue sauce. And Zach here has an amazing homemade recipe for barbecue sauce. So for your barbecue sauce, you're going to want to use one cup of your preferred brand of ketchup. But since it's Kansas City, I feel like we need to do hunts here just to honor Patrick Mahomes. <laughs> yes. And then you're going to mix in one cup brown sugar, third cup apple cider vinegar, third cup water, two, te- two teaspoons of Worcestershire sauce, or Worcestershire, depending on how you pronounce it, uh, one and three quarter tablespoons of ground mustard powder, one and a half teaspoons of paprika, one and a half teaspoons of salt, and a teaspoon of black pepper, or to bring up that kick a little bit, whatever your preferred hot sauce is. And then you're just going to mix this all together in a saucepan, mix it together over medium heat, let it thicken up a little bit. You're going to have a great homemade barbecue sauce. Smother that over the brisket or just let people dish it up as they please. Again, I am really looking forward to uh, Super Bowl Sunday now just for the food. No kidding. (laughs) And Justin, we got one more dish for you. Oh boy. I know when we were originally talking, you said, well, what can we do for Tampa Bay? What about pirate themed? And um, Zach and I got to talking and we found the best pirate themed dessert around. Is it rum cake? No. So you're going to be on the beach sipping your rum with your bananas foster and you're going to have uh, Russell Stover's truffles as your cannonballs. Which Russell Stover truffles, Russell Stover's has their own production facility in Kansas City. So it is a mixture of the two for the finale, the dessert. Fair enough. Fair enough. Yeah. So... Uh, our go-to recipe for this is you go and take half a stick of butter and uh, you throw that in your pan once it gets nice and hot and you melt that. Then you throw in a quarter cup of brown sugar, about three tablespoons of your favorite rum, um, and you let that um, mix together. Uh, you'll hear the, you'll kind of smell the rum uh, and alcohol there boiling off. And then you slice up your bananas I usually use about five for this recipe. Um, Throw them in there, and then you add a glug of vanilla and some cinnamon. And you let those bananas cook till they're tender, and you pull them off the heat, drizzle them over ice cream, and then add your um, truffle cannonballs. Man, we are people listening. I am one of the luckiest guys in the world that I live with two Gordon Ramsay-esque chefs here. And Justin, I really hope you can make it down for the Super Bowl because we got some eating to do, it sounds like. Yeah, apparently. Yeah, with all this food, we will need an extra mouth to actually come down here and finish it all. Uh, Jared may talk a big game, but he can't finish it all by himself, I promise. I never claimed to. I never claimed to with this one. Although, wherever Justin is for the Super Bowl, I don't know if he's 
gonna be able to do much eating at all you're gonna be glued to the tv the entire time i, I am i am <laughs> uh yeah well joe and zach that all sounds delicious and i'm looking forward to seeing all of it in person in a week and a half so now i guess kind of to wrap things up we can talk about a little bit of just the fun stuff around the game uh, Justin, did you see that it got leaked today what your guys' uniform combination is going to be? I did not see that. You guys are going to wear the pewter pants? Yeah, the, the red tops, I bet. Nope, the white oh. code. You went no! With code. Now, like I said before, though, I think your team was listening to superstitions because they know that the majority of the time, the team in the Super Bowl that wears their white road jerseys wins the game, even though you're actually going to be at home. Yeah, but last time we won the Super Bowl, we wore the red. That is true. You were one of the teams that won it in your homes. Well, you might be one of the few that has won it in both after this. Ooh, that'd be cool. That would be cool. Of course, that Kansas City is going to wear their red. I think they're going to go with the white pants. Um, It's going to be a very red Super Bowl. It's going to be... Not a lot of uh, other colors out there. No. But to Zach and Joe, our more casual sports observers, and really Joe only watches because I watch it so much and basically force him to, what do you guys think of the Super Bowl? Are you excited? Do you care? Well, I honestly wish my Packers were in it, but um, what I'm really interested in is – A little bit of the buzz around the ads. I saw that Budweiser is not going to be having any of their iconic ads this year. And they are instead donating money to raise awareness for COVID. Huh. Um, Not not just COVID, but COVID vaccinations in particular. Yeah. It sounds like Pepsi and Coke have joined the movement as well. Oh, that's good. Yeah, which is going to be interesting because Budweiser is always a mainstay for Super Bowl ads, um, making some of the most iconic in history. Um, But otherwise, there's also the Super Bowl halftime show to look forward to. The weekend! The weekend is doing it. And honestly, this is one of the uh, Super Bowl halftime shows I've looked forward to the most in recent years. Um, because the weekend is probably one of the biggest names they've gotten in recent history, personally at least, and especially with his really catchy songs that have come out. Uh, I'm excited to see what he does, um, especially with his what's going to be for self censorship, because a lot of his songs are quite explicit. <laughs> I wonder if he'll be able to feel his face at the Super Bowl. I wonder if he will be blinded by all the lights that are going to be in the stadium. There will be a lot of lights. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Joe, what about you? What are you uh, looking forward to with this Super Bowl? I mean, the ads were kind of the first thing that caught my um, attention. I think it's good that people are, um, especially corporate companies, are pushing for COVID vaccination awareness. Uh, good to hit the curve down, beat the virus. Yeah, uh, that's really interesting. I did not know that, actually, until Zach just told us that. Uh, That's good on them. That's really cool. Good on Coke and Pepsi. I know the halftime show is sponsored by Pepsi. Yeah, actually. So they, I mean, automatically have that huge sponsorship kind of built into the Super Bowl in a way, so they won't be hurting too bad. Uh, Yeah, but talking about ads, let's make a prediction right now. 
who's going to put out the best ad this year? And I know best is a very subjective term, but Doritos is known for putting some pretty good ones out. Doritos is, they're always good for one great ad. Um, I could see State Farm surprising us since Patrick Mahomes is in yet another Super Bowl. They might have prepared something, especially since uh, Green Bay made it so far. They wanted to do something special. That would be cool to see this year. Yeah. Uh, we almost had a State Farm Super Bowl. Um, <laughs> he said with disdain in his voice. <laughs> personally, it's, it's a toss-up this year, um, especially with how filming affects everything with the COVID regulations. So they might have to get really creative. Yeah, I don't know. But yeah, that's uh, that's what these guys watch the game for. The ads, uh, the halftime show. They're definitely not nearly as big as football nuts as Justin and I. Hold on, Jared. What I really want for the Super Bowl is for it to be a good game. Justin is my brother after all. I don't want him to experience a blowout, and I don't want him to feel like they just walked over the Chiefs. I want the Bucks to earn it if they win. That's fair. That's totally fair. I think that's what anyone uh, who's not a fan of the – and maybe even if you are a fan of one of these two teams, Justin, I don't know, correct me if I'm wrong, but I think we all want a good game. I, I want it to be a good game because I can already tell – in the future, it's going to be like, oh, the Buccaneers won the Super Bowl again, but it was during COVID, so like, didn't really count, right? Oh, the old asterisk argument. Uh, well, we won't focus on that. Uh, then the final thing we'll wrap up with is, Justin, we can do it this week if we want, or we can do it next week when we record, but we aren't going to have these two next week. So I feel like we need to get an official Super Bowl prediction out of them right now, a pick. Oh, boy. Any one of you go first, it doesn't matter. Question Do we have to guess the spread? Yes, no, yes. oh, yes, you do. Apparently, we got to guess the spread because it's just it's the big game. You have to, you have to guess the spread. Oh boy, that's a lot of pressure, Jared. I came up with all right. Then you think about it, Joe. You first, who's winning and by how much? Hmm. Both teams are real hot right now. I do think, like, I think Kansas City. Everybody's going to have them coming in favored to win. Sorry, Justin. But I think they're going to be a little too big for their britches. I think the Bucks are going to come in and they're going to beat them by a field goal. Okay, so we got Tampa by three with kind of an upset pick with Joe. All right, Zach, now it's on you. I think Kansas City is going to come in again. I think Andy Reid's going to be hungry for another win. And another cheeseburger. And another <laughs> cheeseburger. <laughs> and I I think he's going to want it enough. I think Patrick Mahomes wants it enough. I mean, he's about to – I mean, he signed that 10-year deal. He's about to start a family. I mean, the man is driven. I think, I think it's going to be a two-score game in the favor of Kansas City. So, Zach has the Chiefs by double digits – uh, Justin, do you want to do our picks now, or do you want to do it next week on the show? I don't want to jinx anything. Oh, you don't want to say it all. All right, that's fair. We can omit Justin from this. Since- I will say if we beat Kansas City by a field goal, I will be buying a suck-up jersey. There you go. Yeah. Fair enough. Hey, I will, I will worship the ground that man walks on if our kicker, who has been our problem for so long, wins the Super Bowl for us. That's fair. Let me tell you, as somebody who's bought in the jersey of a kicker for this team, it's great. 
except mine only lasted for a year before Hauschka was out the door to Buffalo. But it is cool to have a kicker's jersey, and that would be pretty awesome if it came down to a field goal and uh, you guys won on a field goal in right as time expires or maybe even overtime. That'd be – oh, I'm getting excited just thinking about the game, but we still got a week and a half. All right, well, since we're not going to make Justin make a pick since he's got too much uh, football karma at stake, I'll make a pick. I do think the Chiefs are going to win, but I am not going to say it's going to be a two-score game. I think the Chiefs will win by four. Ooh, that's interesting. So I, I think we got two Chiefs. We got Joe with the upset and the Bucks. I know. I think if push came to shove, I think we know who you uh, Justin's going to pick, but we won't make him say so out loud. We don't want to anger the football gods. Definitely that's don't right. Do that. I don't want to jinx it. And Justin, just feel good in that I picked the Chiefs in this as last time I was on and I talked about the matchup of the Packers against the Bucks. It definitely didn't go how I thought it was going to go. <laughs> that regular season <laughs> matchup. Yeah, that was at least you didn't lose like that last week. Yeah, that's I am thankful for that. Oh, yeah. Um, I would have felt bad if that happened. Oh, <laughs> uh, well, uh, we're getting close to wrapping up here i think we've talked about all the lighter and fun sides of the super bowl not so much the x's and o's of it this week we've got some good meals to look forward to definitely uh joe and zach thank you both for being on and filling our palate if you will with these uh delicious meals that i know you're gonna cook yeah that we're we're definitely obligated to cook now we we actually had to sign a contract before we started recording didn't get to read the fine print but i'm having sneaking suspicions now that it was in fact about making food (laughs) yeah okay yeah well thank you zach (laughs) thank you joe also for joining us your first appearance on the expansion buddies podcast how did it go do you think um, I don't know. I made myself hungry, so the food must. That's good ideas. Uh, looking forward to Super to Super Bowl Sunday to make some great food. And me too. As a uh, we'll see. As the recipient of your meals, I am looking forward to this. Uh, Justin, since you are, I still think kind of the man of the hour with his team in the Super Bowl. Is there any final thoughts you want to wrap up? Any? I feel like there's probably a shout out you want to give this week to someone. Oh man. Uh, it's it's like last week you got to pick I, one or two. Oh, man, I I will say there's a couple of plays from the Green Bay game that were incredible. Um, one of which, and I'm gonna shout him out. I I I don't remember if I shouted him out last week, but I'm gonna shout out Leonard Fournette. Um, his touchdown run, which was supposed to be like a little, probably two yard gimme, that went for like 15 in the touchdown, was sensational. Um, it was some of his best running I've seen. And I I buy the – every game that he plays, he just – you know, he is – he was second on the depth chart easily to Ronald Jones. Uh, Ronald Jones kind of got hurt going into the playoffs, and Fournette has just been taking his opportunity and really proving himself. Uh, he's been playing awesome. He's had some drops, I will say that, but – No, man, know, he's – Nervous hands sometimes, right? A huge difference maker for you. I want to shout out a Tampa Bay Buccaneer also. Um, I want to shout out a former Montana State Bobcat who plays for the Buccaneers. 
Travis Johnson, rookie receiver. I don't think he's very high up on your depth chart, but he's still on the team. Uh, this will be at least the second year in a row that I know of that we've had a former Montana State guy in the Super Bowl, which I think is pretty awesome. So I think I have to give my shout out to him. Always got to shout out those Bob Catalum. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Also, whoever designed that uh, tight end screen for Gronk, I want to shout them out. <laughs> that was fun to watch. <laughs> True. Yeah. No, your game was really fun. It was way better than the AFC championship, I think. So I don't know. That's about all I have. Uh, esteemed guests of ours. Is that all? Anything else you guys want to say, have to say? I mean, I'd like to just give a shout out to my Green Bay Packers on giving me another great season to watch. Um, it was great to see a lot of the team members come into their own this year. Um, and I look forward to next year where, well, if Tom Brady's playing again, hopefully we'll, we see him in the uh, NFC Championship again. Fair enough. Joe, I feel like you should probably shout out a certain quarterback. Oh, oh yeah. I, I got to give Josh Allen a shout out. He carried my fantasy football team all the way to a championship this year. So props to him. Gave me a very close win over Jared in the semifinals. Yes. Well, it turned out to not be so close by <laughs> the end because Josh Allen decided he was going to do what he does best. Yeah. Anyway, yes. Good shout outs all around, gentlemen. Thanks one more time for being on. Thanks for having us. Yeah, Thanks no problem. Yeah, I think it's safe to call Joe fan favorite Joe Jensen and then Zach also fan favorite Zach, right? <laughs> fan favorites. Okay. That's what we we'll... does like you guys. Voted on by the people, <laughs> by all three of them. <laughs> yeah. Dan, Kyle, and uh... my mom. Yeah, your mom. I was going to say Patrick at first, but. I think your mom listens more regularly. Sorry, Patrick, if you're listening to this, I love you, brother. <laughs> all right. Well, yes. Thank you all, whoever you are, who are listening to uh, whatever you listen from, whether it's iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcasts. We'll publish for you every Thursday like we always have been. You can find us on Twitter at the expansion BU1. Be sure to check us out there. Maybe drop us a follow if you feel so inclined. And uh, yeah, we just appreciate you all listening. Yeah. Thanks again to our guests for helping us make another excellent episode. Well, we hope it's excellent at least. And never forget. Party like it's 1976. <laughs> <laughs>